This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And this, kids, is our number two of The Rob Carson Show. Here is the number. It doesn't spell anything. 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. There is much to get through. But I am getting to, uh, I'm beginning to feel the beginning of the end of, uh, of Joe Biden's presidency and his uh, tenuous uh, grasp on the mainstream news media as the absurdity of covering up everything wrong with Joe Biden, everything corrupt with Joe Biden, his last 50 years in office, which has uh, done nothing to fix any of the problems that we have in the country. Infrastructure, still broken. Social Security, still going bankrupt. Banking system, every, I don't know, 20 years or so, we have a massive of, uh, failing of banks caused by government policy, and our government steps in and pays for it. You know, it's just kind of it, none of this stuff gets fixed, and I think the American people finally get it. The, uh, the jig is up. We know that Washington, D.C. exists for itself. They don't care about you and me, East Palestine and Maui. Yeah, pretty much. Tonight, of course, the big uh, candidates debate, the big candidates debate on Fox. I am only watching it because uh, I have to, a show prep. Um, <laughs> and and <clears throat> I know that many of you are seriously uh, following these candidates. And, and that's fine. And that's fine. Right now, we're going to go through a weeding process, all right, through a weeding process. And you're going to see uh, uh, superstars possibly uh, come out. Uh, but I, in my own personal opinion, because I know that things are different this year, uh, that unless they can overcome uh, 70% of Trump voters who will not leave Donald Trump for anything, then they won't be the vice president or the, the, the president. As far as vice presidential candidates on, on stage, a lot of times they'll say, oh, well, they're, they're just playing for vice president. I, I, don't, I don't know right now on stage i guess tim scott maybe he's keeping his powder dry is laying low a little bit you're not seeing as much as tim scott you notice that do you see a lot of interviews with tim scott i don't see any coverage of tim scott which makes me kind of wonder and, and i'm still not convinced he's america first candidate i mean like the guy i just not convinced vivek ramaswamy uh vp yeah if i think he could be vp he needs about four years in trump university before he's ready to graduate. And when he does graduate, he will be ready to be president. He ain't ready yet. You know? Uh, I always hear these things, you know, people say, 
hey, why don't you consider running for public office? Why don't you consider running, not me personally, would get laughable, there's no way. Uh, I don't have the, uh, the temperament, I don't have the administrative skills uh, to ever, 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 and organizational skills, to ever be the president. I don't want, we need somebody who's qualified to do it, to run the country uh, like a business, to, to uh, be a tough person in a very tough world. And I, I'm not seeing that from anybody. I'm seeing people like Chris Christie. Dear God in heaven, are you kidding me? Uh, Mike Pence? No. He's down with, you know, never-ending war in Ukraine. Are you nuts? So tonight, you know, what are we going to get out of it? Who the hell knows? Who, who the, the vice president? I don't know. I don't even know. This is Carolyn Levitt uh, last night on Newsmax talking about um, what I've been saying forever, that if... If you are a uh, GOP establishment type, if you think Mitt Romney's fine and, and Mitch McConnell are cool and, and uh, you know, and the way things are going in the Republican Party are fine and all that, well, good luck. Good luck with that because your party, your version of the party is gone. You're there. Uh, Mitch McConnell is there because Donald Trump gave him an endorsement. Uh, Lindsey Graham is there largely because he gave Donald Trump an endorsement, or Donald Trump gave him an endorsement. Ron DeSantis is in the presidential debate tonight because Donald Trump gave him an endorsement, right? So if you think that we're going to return, the American people are going to go back to the GOP that goes to Washington, D.C. and sits there and dithers, which what Kevin McCarthy is kind of doing right now with regard to the impeachment which we need to do. We need to punch back against these nonsensical, insanely illegal and corrupt indictments of Donald Trump, all happening at the same time. Uh, honestly, that that iteration of the uh, Republican Party is gone. And here is uh, Carolyn Levitt talking about that. No, it doesn't. And that's exactly right. Ronda Sanctimonious, as we call him, Hello. was the establishment darling of both the legacy media and the billion-dollar uh, donor class that likes to buy our elections. But the truth is— Aren't you about tired of that, too? about the billion uh, billionaires buying the elections, about uh, people bundling money. And, uh, and, and honestly, our elections are more corrupt than they've ever, ever been. With outside money, oligarch money, George Soros money, Mark Zuckerberg money, uh, uh, Koch brothers money, all of it. We've got to get this under control because right now our elections are being bought and paid for and your vote means uh, nothing. American people decide our elections and while the legacy media may want uh, their GOP to return to the days of Mitt Romney and Liz Cheney. Nope. We're not going there. The future of the Republican Told Party ya. is unequivocally America first, and President Trump is the leader of that movement. And the American people clearly don't trust the legacy media. If they did, they would have believed the Russian Russia Russia hoax. They would have believed the first impeachment over Ukraine, and they wouldn't be waking up to the fact that our current president Joe Biden was installed, and he's the most corrupt commander in chief we've ever had. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it should be very obvious he's the most <laughs> corrupt person we've ever had in office. I mean, have you ever heard anything like this in your life? Right? I mean, I've been around 57 years, and I, I kind of remember Watergate. It was nothing. 
compared to this. Uh, you, you know, all these suspicious uh, activity reports, hundreds of suspicious activity reports, over 20 shell companies, millions of dollars, quid pro quo from the the uh, the widow of the mayor of Moscow and uh, and from Burisma. I've got more information on Burisma. Uh, did you realize that the State Department and the federal government already cleared that billion-dollar loan guarantee for Ukraine because Ukraine was making some real steps toward going after corruption and Joe Biden alone was the person who said, oh, we're going to withhold that until you fire the prosecutor who's investigating my son. He literally acted like it was his money. That's just out. John Solomon shared that this morning. It's remarkable. Marjorie Taylor Greene says House GOP will launch fresh probe into the collusion and conspiracy between Jack Smith and state prosecutors. I told you that. It's very obvious you've got, uh, uh, you know, you've got uh, uh, David Weiss sits on Hunter Biden's uh, case for five years. He's going to just wipe away, expunge his record. It's discovered by a judge in Delaware, and the judge says, to hell with this. This is nonsense, David Weiss. What are you doing? The clerk was called in the court from a Biden law firm affiliate calling a clerk in the courthouse of the Delaware judge saying, disregard the IRS whistleblower testimony from the previous Wednesday. The judge heard this from the clerk and goes, why? Can I see your phone? Huh, what's this number? Judge calls the number. It's the law firm. Do, do you get it? Do you get it now? Yeah. So MTG is doing this. She is looking for uh, collusion and conspiracy uh, between the Department of Justice and the state DAs because there is collusion. You've got Alvin Bragg, uh, Fannie Willis, among others. All of them are going after and bringing cases against Donald Trump prematurely, not ready, not ready at all, but uh, presumably, particularly with Fannie Willis, told Come up with an indictment by Thursday. Get it done. That's what uh, that's what uh, Mitt uh, or, uh, 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 Newt Gingrich said the other night. He says he he knows people. He says she was told come up with that indictment by Thursday, or you're gonna it's gonna be ugly. And that's why she did that late night eleven o'clock news conference. Said when I'm done, I'm going to bed. So this is the conspiracy and collusion. This is Banana Republic Third World. Those DAs and Jack Smith should be under indictment and should face prison for collusion, conspiracy, and racketeering to interfere with an election. Let's go to Mike in Nottingham. Hello, Mike. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hi, Rob. Uh, I wanted to say one thing, then I had a question for you. Uh, I wanted to say that I'm uh, looking forward to uh, Tucker Carlson's interview of uh, President Trump. And I wanted to see if you know if it's going to be over Twitter uh, and just how we access it. Well, Twitter's got this new feature um, where they, uh, and I haven't, I haven't used it yet, um, but you can, you can do live uh, uh, broadcast, which is essentially a, uh, a giant... Um, 
I guess, kind of a Zoom call uh, where only the host can talk. Uh, that's what I know. I haven't used it yet. My friend Sean Farish, who is uh, my Trump impressionist, he was on there the other night. So I'm, I'm not exactly sure how it's going to happen. I've heard, but uh, let me do this. I'll just say this to uh, uh, Ken, my awesome, awesome producer. Ken, if you, if you find anything about that, let me, let me know. Uh, I just heard he's going to be doing something on Twitter. Uh, so uh, that's, that's apparently the, the way they're going to do it. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it as well. Uh, Mike, let me ask you this. What do you expect? And, and I'm, I don't want to rip on any of the Republican candidates. This is the process. We do have a debate. What, at best, would you expect to come out of the GOP debate tonight, Mike? Uh, nothing. Maybe some of the candidates uh, may uh, get a, uh, a bump, just a little bit of a bump. Uh, but as far as vice presidency, uh, I'm looking at two people, Christy Nome, Governor Christy Nome, or Byron Donald. Boom. I Boom. One of, one of those two. Yeah, Byron Donald's a pretty amazing guy, and uh, I like him because he's an America First candidate. I believe him. I believe what he says. I trust him, Mike. And isn't trust important? Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a good choice. I think Christine Elm's a good choice. Although the other day I had Dick, Na- Dick Morris on. He's like, she's a, she's a governor of South Dakota. Really? We've got a transportation secretary, a previous presidential candidate, who was the the uh, the mayor of South Bend. All right, so really? <laughs> Mike, I appreciate yeah. the phone call, man. Thank I appreciate the phone You bet, you bet, you bet. Oh, Lindsey Graham, is, uh, he wants to boot special counsel David Weiss from the Hunter Biden probe. And, and we should, because it is a shakedown. It is a, a corrupt move to put a man in charge uh, who's been in charge of this. And it's, and it's essentially to put a gag order and, uh, and silence any questioning uh, of Hunter Biden, any exposition of any more further evidence uh, from uh, being divulged before the 2024 election. That's really what it is. That's all it really is. Jonathan Turley is uh, a pretty amazing guy. Jonathan Turley uh, was on, uh, uh, I, think he was, I think he was talking to John Solomon. And he says the effort to bar Trump from the ballot is the single most dangerous constitutional theory ever. And it's true. Um, it is. It is very, very true. There is an article that's been published by this guy, uh, William Baud, University of Chicago, Michael Paulson of the University of St. Thomas. Oh, yeah, St. Thomas University, sure. Slated to be published in the University of Pennsylvania Law Review, saying that Trump may be ineligible to run due to his efforts to contest the 2020 election. That's what Democrats are doing right now. And I think this involves like the 14th Amendment. It's going to do a face plant. It's a joke. But here is uh, Jonathan Turley talking about the attacks on Donald Trump and uh, how third world this is. It's excessive. And I think it's also dangerous. It, it essentially criminalizes challenges to elections. There's no sort of limiting principle in this document. You know, they are charging things like the president saying publicly we need to have a recount. Gasp, shriek, line him up against a wall, put a blindfold on for crying out loud. Can you believe he did that? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, this is Megan Kelly last night with Eric Bowling. Always, always good, always enlightening. Can anyone deny that Trump has been, I mean, that Fox has been in the bag for DeSantis for the past year? Yeah. It's obvious to anybody who's turned on the channel for two minutes. And so why shouldn't he be angry? I'd be ticked off, too. The only reason they're now giving Trump any sort of fair shake is because he bent them to his will. He 
you know, he's 46 points up. Fox News has no existence if he becomes the nominee and yeah. they continue this, right? Yeah. They'll lose every single one of their viewers. So they know that they're going to need to get on board a little bit more than they have been with their coverage. Though right now they seem to be having a new love affair with Vivek Ramaswamy. So we'll see. Uh, but I don't blame him for being irritated. And I will say, I think, based on the NBC News reporting that followed up on his decision to skip debates, quote, they followed up to say, all of them or how many and he reportedly said or somebody close to him said for now just the first two i do believe there's a chance we'll see trump uh it, later in the debate season as we get closer to the actual voting well it makes sense and let the uh let the underlings uh, duke it out in the meantime let's take a break and come back you're listening to the rob carson show i got a homework assignment for you if you have somebody in your life, maybe a coworker or maybe a relative who is completely down with all of the COVID protocols that we were put through and is concerned about this new BA-286 COVID variant spreading across the U.S., even though only like two people have it, I want you to tell them, hey, man, you got to be ready for the BR-549 COVID variant. It's the most dangerous right now. Seriously. There's one guy who has it. He has a car dealership in, in the South, and, and he was he tested positive for it. It's the BR549. Just tell him that. You, uh, you Gen Xers and, you, uh, and you, uh, uh, you baby boomers, you'll know what I'm talking about. But, uh, yeah, the BR549, tell him about that. That's BR549, and hold down the collect cold. I'm no Rockefeller, you know. There you go. So there you go. BR549. Literally, tell them, hey, man, you hear about this BR549 uh, variant? Yeah. They found this guy has a used car place in, uh, in the south, and he tested positive for it. His name was Junior Samples. Yeah. BR549. Be on the look. Just just plant that seed. Remember, hey man, remember this BR549? Do not get to BR549. Let's go to Scott in Kingsville, Maryland. Hello, Scott. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. How you doing, Rob? One, Good. one quickie. One, these people that can't see the writing on the walls, all they got to do is look at Webster's Dictionary as to autonomy. Every country out there protects its own self. Who protects our autonomy? Is the, is the autonomy is the current president, heavens no. They even have him opening up more gateways to let illegals in this country. And don't people have enough sense to know not only is that destroying our country, but the, the economic impact and everything? I mean, just that one issue is a real major issue. And, and so Scott, far, Scott, Scott, they, Scott, hold on, Scott, Scott, Scott. Let me, let me talk here real quick. Um, okay. Yeah, that's okay. People who watch ABC, NBC, CBS, read the Washington Post, watch PBS, listen to NPR, know nothing about what's going on in the country. That's how they're able to uh, continue to vote the way they do. They're ignoramuses. Uh, oh, they I, are, I agree. you know, I'm complete just, tools. I'm just saying, look at Webster autonomy and then say, who looks out for our country? But beyond that, I'm really disgusted that Larry Elder is not in this dispute because I think he would be the greatest vice president because he has the legal expertise.
expertise. He has historical expertise. So while Donald Trump brings expertise in the business world, how to make things happen, how to make things grow, how to make things prosper, Larry Elder covers the other bases so far as legal knowledge, yes. and historical knowledge. Those yes. two together, but I would love to see him debate because so many so people I. don't even understand. Larry Elder is a great, wonderful guy, and I'd love to see him as vice president. He's one of the most measured people I've ever heard oh in my, my life. He's, he's, a, he's so an amazing superior, man. But he gets no coverage. I know. Um, so it's because they're afraid of him. Scott, it's because they're afraid of him. <laughs> that's that's why they don't want him on there. They don't well, want him to be Repu- the breakout star. Even a, Repu- even a Republican Party doesn't in any way, shape, or form. Oh, let's take a look at Larry Elder. He's a great guy. Look at him. All right, buddy. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, you know, if Fox wants to put their elbow on the scale toward another candidate, they're going to do so at their own peril. They're going to do so at their own peril. Because the old GLP is gone. The old GLP guard is gone. That's why Mike Pence will never be the president. That's why Chris Christie will never be the president. That's why I believe Nikki Haley probably will never be the president. Because that's what she represents to the American people. Let's go to Martha real quick in Virginia. Hello there, Martha. Welcome to the show. you got about 45 seconds. Go. Uh, I'm Martina, actually. Oh, Martina. And- sorry, 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 sorry. Just real quick, I wanted to just suppose what Pakistan paid the Christians whose houses were burned down. They paid them 2 million rupees, 6,800 American dollars per household. And I don't think the cost of living there is as high as it is in Hawaii. And um, if if the um, oligarchs in America want to back somebody who's a rhino with no backbone, they've got Mike Pence because he's already in the in the run. Glenn Youngkin is just the same way, ready to cave, no backbone. Mm. Um, I'm not impressed with him at all. Yeah, all right. Well, listen, Martina, I appreciate your phone call. Uh, Youngkin appears to be doing some good things in Virginia, but I'm not convinced he's ready to be president. Certainly, it's not necessarily America first. Doing some things right as a governor, just not ready to be president. That sounds familiar. This is the Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. That's a little biggie for you. So, um... Trump's been indicted for the fourth time. He's got to show up for jail tomorrow to get booked. Uh, and uh, this is all going to collapse, by the way. This, all of these indictments are going to collapse. It's very clear it's a conspiracy. Uh, and it should result in jail time for uh, Jack Smith and the corresponding uh, uh, DAs. But anyway, we're holding a poll at Newsmax. It's an urgent poll. Uh, and we're asking you if President Trump committed real crimes or if this is a political witch hunt kind of have a feeling how this one's going to go. Uh, but anyway, you can vote on the new Newsmax poll by texting the word EVENT to 39747. That's 39747. We will share the results with Congress, the media, and of course on Newsmax, America's fastest growing cable news channel. So again, text the word EVENT to 39747. Um, leading economic uh, economist warns Americans to hunker down. Save your pennies ahead of a possible recession. This is a headline. After it emerged, households are spending $700 a month more than they were two years ago. You know it. I know it. Nancy Lazar is the chief global economist investment at Piper Sandler. 
And she uh, she issued a stark warning to Americans to rein in their spending after it emerged households are spending $709 a month more than two years ago. You got the American credit card debt has broken the $1 trillion barrier because people are living on credit cards. Credit card balances rose by $45 billion in the second quarter of the year. So who the hell knows what's going to happen? You probably should diversify your portfolio in the meantime. Maybe get some uh, precious metals in your portfolio that you could actually have. That's why I would recommend you call Swiss America. Get ready to write down this number, okay? You owe it to yourself to write down this number. Swiss America's got an A-plus rating for the Better Business Bureau. They will educate you on protecting your assets. You can learn the truth in their shocking report, The Secret War on Cash. It's very clear that the state of the economy is out of our hands. We have to respond to the idiots in charge. So write down this number, 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. There is an all-out war on cash going on right now. Digital forms of currency, too. It's growing every day. And if you want to learn how to diversify your portfolio into into precious metals, again, 800-289-2646. Mention my name, Rob Carson. You can also text them, 800-289-2646, or go to SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. All right, so 800-289-2646, Rob Carson, call or text. Or you can go to SwissAmerica.com slash Carson, message and data rates may apply. You know, it's a scary time, and every day I I wake up, I'm like, what do I want to, how do I want to face this day? Abject panic or realizing that good is going to win, it always has. It's just a matter of getting through it. Let's go to Mike in Lewis, Delaware. Hello, Mike, how you doing, my friend? Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? I'm good. I wish I was in Lewis, Delaware, uh, especially since Joe Biden isn't there this week. <laughs> yeah, it's much nicer when he's not. He actually came to visit during the local high school's graduation. Every year he's been in office. Wow, so he's nice. Their celebrations. I mean, it's, it's a pain in the ass. But yeah, uh, yeah. in any case, the reason I called is uh, your your stance on the, the FEMA people in Hawaii, and my, yeah. my military unit was in Hawaii for a 23-year military intelligence guy from Hawaii. Wow. Um, the, regardless of the rate the hotels are charging, and, and I'll give you uh, 2019 figures because that's the last time I knew the actual figures, the, the GOA that sets the rate for mm-hmm. per diem. Yeah. Uh, the Hawaii rate is one hundred and seventy-seven dollars a day. No, it's so more than that now. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, it's a little more than that. But these businesses are not going to get what you're what you're stating. They're going to get ripped off and get the GOA per diem rate. And these people also do not tip. And the okay. people that are working these places, they survive on tips. They're not well paid. Yeah. Uh, you know the the corporations that own the hotels are well paid, of course, but the local people that run them and and do all the grunt labor and everything, they depend on tips. And I'll tell you what, you know, military people are really good at tipping because most of us had a job where we had yeah. living on tips. But government employees that have always been on the government side, always been civilians, they they want you to tip them. Mm-hmm. they're not going to pay the full boat for these rooms which would help the local employees they're also not going to tip these people 
Well, um, I will look up the poor diem, but it's more than that. Uh, I believe it's closer to $700 a day is what they're doing on Hawaii. And I read this this morning, and I wouldn't be mad about it, um, but but that may have been what, what used to be done. We know now that in New York, for instance, where there was a hotel room that cost $125 a night, the city of New York to house homeless people are paying $161, $200. So, uh, you know, I, I, I don't believe what you're saying is true. They would not uh, put up people in a five-star resort for $170 a night, Mike. But, but I appreciate your experience yeah, and, and expertise. Five-year-old five figures. But still, it's probably not the full boat. I guarantee well, they're not it, paying the full boat. Well, you know, I think the best thing I could do is probably call the hotel. Maybe I should just call the hotel. All right. Hey, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Uh, Let me ask you this. You have a lot of experience here. Aren't there other options? Aren't there? uh, Aren't there? uh, FEMA's famous for its trailers. Uh, You know, know, when they send me militarily somewhere, I'm in a trailer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why? Why can't the FEMA people live right where they need to work? That's exactly what I'm saying. You don't put them up at a five-star resort. Five, five. Vacation. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, listen, Mike, I appreciate your phone call. Um, no, the per diem is much higher now. I heard it's like seven hundred dollars. <throat> and uh, and you've got people. Thank you for the phone call. All right, bye, Mike. You can go ahead and hang up on the phone call. When I say goodbye, hang up on the phone call. Thank you, guys. Um, but as far as uh, as far as where FEMA stays, they should be near the disaster. If I'm not mistaken, I, I I'm just saying that in New Orleans, when Katrina happened, I'm doubting that FEMA stayed in five star hotels. I could be wrong. I could be absolutely wrong, absolutely wrong. <clears throat> All right, so some other things I want to uh, I want to. Be, oh, this is some good news. Let's move away from politics for a sec, shall we? Can we do that? You you remember George Floyd was killed uh, several years ago in Minneapolis. I was listening to Chris Plant the other day, and uh, he did not die of asphyxiation because his throat was cut off and he couldn't breathe. Uh, he had an, a, a, and the, literally there are people who have testified who said that the amount of fentanyl in his system, had they found him at home dead, they would have said, oh yeah, he died of a fentanyl OD. That said, I thought the use of force was excessive with the knee on the neck. I get it. I get it. I'm not going to rehash that uh, because, you know, whatever. <clears throat> but that incident gave the left the opportunity that they needed to throw the country in abject turmoil during an election year. I said that 2020 happened because it was 2020. I said it while it was happening. There's a reason why this is happening. It's because it's 2020. I was right. And they uh, went down the road to all of the nonsense that the left has dreamed about. All of this faculty lounge, pardon the expression, mental masturbation about uh, wokeness, about uh, offensive speech, all of this, the summer of 2020, ushered all of this nonsense in. And they did things like uh, tear down statues of Columbus and, uh, and Confederate statues. And, uh, you know, they wanted to take down, Ab- they did take down an Abraham Lincoln statue. So they did all that. And then they went into the true stupid. And they did things like get rid of Aunt Jemima. On, on Aunt Jemima pancake mix and, and, and waffle syrup. And it was a real heartbreaking for the family of the woman who played Aunt Jemima because in her hometown, she was a hero. And, and I'm going to tell you, when she was named Aunt Jemima, that was in the Jim Crow South. And so she was a hero to those people. But, you know, these Karens who live in cul-de-sacs, they're liberal cul-de-sac dwelling Karens, they decided that they would step in and do an I got this moment for all of the people of color 
out there, you know, I don't get a chance to really talk to the people I call her, but you know, I know that they're very oppressed and I want to tell them that I'm here for them. So let's go ahead and defund the police and let's go ahead and get rid of Aunt Jemima. Oh, and while we're at it, let's get rid of the Washington Redskins. <clears throat> Washington Redskins. Well, apparently some people are saying, uh, you know, this commander's thing is stupid. And if I lived still in Washington, D.C., and I, I lived in Washington, D.C. for a dozen years, I had a Pierre Garçon jersey. Thank you very much. But they changed it to the commanders. They were just the Washington football team, which is actually pretty funny. It was like, uh, it was like the Redskins' middle finger to the rest of the country. Okay, we'll just be called the, the football team. And then they decided to become the commanders, which is stupid. Although they won two of their preseason games. Whatever, anyway. Change.org petition has been created. Uh, the Native American Guardians Association, and the uh, the uh, the petition is change the Washington Commanders back to the Washington Redskins. It started out June twenty first. They've got one hundred and twenty five signatures. People are speaking out. The name Redskins carries deep cultural, historical, and emotional significance, honoring the bravery, resilience, and warrior spirit associated with Native American culture. That's what this Native American Guardians group says. Now, I've been saying this since the beginning of all of this nonsense. In the middle of the 90s, I was saying, why are you getting rid of Native American ascots? I can get the big, you know, the hook-nosed Braves logo, cartoonish. I get that. <clears throat> okay. But like at, uh, at uh, uh, Florida State, uh, the Seminoles, at the beginning of the game, uh, an Indian brave rides out on horseback and hurls this incredible spear across the field, and it goes right into the opposing team's uh, end zone. And it was a way of showing people that we are, we have the warrior spirit. We're here to win. It's like that dance they do in New Zealand before uh, before. Uh, uh, rugby games, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's this, it's this dance, and it's a, it's a tribute to the warriors, the native warriors. It's glorious. And when you erase this, when you erase this, you're, you're erasing history. You know, you erase the Confederacy. Hey, why not go ahead and just, you know, erase slavery? You know, somebody, what was it, in, in Florida, remember the big hullabaloo, the big blah, blah, blah? Yeah, I use the word hullabaloo. Um, but they said that, uh, oh, they want to teach that slavery was good for people. No, what, what the left was doing was erasing slaves and making slaves, all of them, every single one of them, even when they earned their freedom and went on to greatness, it makes them nothing more than people who were enslaved, who did nothing but what the master told them and suffered. And when you do that, you've erased everything they, they went through, everything that they created out of their bondage, that they made their situation better and made the country better. I've got a little uh, audio soundbite from a representative of a Native American Guardians Association. And I was, I was on the fence on Redskins because I thought Redskins immediately meant, oh, you're making fun of their red skin. Oh, no, no. It didn't come from Whitey. Whitey didn't come up with Redskin. Listen to this. Because there's a great honor in the name Redskin, which if we go by uh, what's been reported versus what's actually factual, it's very opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, term Redskin is not a derogatory term or a racist term. I'm not saying somebody couldn't say it in a derogatory term or in a racist way. Sure. But Redskin is actually the uh, status symbol of an elite warrior. Well, yeah. And it's actually a purification ceremony where braves on the warpath actually paint their skin red to go to battle. Wow. And it's actually extremely honorable. <laughs> wow. And it's a very, very, very uh, deep ceremony that is very, 
not only steeped in history, but it it's a purification ceremony where you make a deal with the Almighty that you're ready to die in battle if you need to. Uh, I would say that's pretty badass and pretty honorable. Wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, I hope this petition uh, comes around. I have liberal friends in Maryland who want us saying, hail, Vic- hail Redskins again. They do. But, you know, we're dealing with a lot of, uh, of nonsense. I want to share something funny before we take our break. I thought it was good. This is a, uh, a piece of video that's going around, and I'm sure this has been doctored. But this is uh, uh, Frazier. Remember the show Frazier? Frazier, uh, one of the great shows on television. It's back. Uh, they've got a new version of it, but it's just Kelsey, uh, uh, Kelsey Grammer. None of the other cast members, because uh, at least the dad's dead. <coughs> David Hyde Pierce doesn't want to play. Uh, neither does Jane. Uh, what's her name? Uh, but anyway, uh, so he's doing it by himself. But this is, a, this is, this is funny. If Frazier happened today, the kind of phone call that uh, Frazier would get as a psychologist on the radio in Seattle. Yeah, hello. My name, is, my name is Roger, and I am a resident of the nation of Chaz. I'm having a bit of a crisis. Now, that's the Chaz Zone in Seattle that came around in the summer of 2020. All of my conflict-free, locally sourced food storages were raided by a band of steampunks, and my U.S. currency is no longer recognized (laughs) in the Chaz. I'm getting a lot of text messages from my biological guardians whose basement I recently liberated myself from. But now I have no food, and I'm thinking about reaching back out to them for some aid. Does that compromise my status as a non-binary, full-core, anti-fascist, male, feminist, non-patriarchal, intersectional ally? Roger. At Cornell University, yes. they have an incredible piece of scientific equipment what is that? known as the Tunneling Electron Microscope. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. Now, this microscope is, is so powerful yes. that by firing electrons, you can actually see images of the atom, the infinitesimally minute building block of our universe. Tiny. Roger, if I were using that microscope right now, <laughs> I still wouldn't be able to locate my interest in your problem. There you go. Take a break and come back. You're listening to the Rob Carson Show. Come on, B. Start moving. Come on. Got to get me there. So, Frazier, that was, that was pretty funny. Uh, Family Guy actually predicted the nonsense of the year 2023 years ago. Listen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here today to apologize. Why did you say ladies first? That's sexist. It's just it's just a, a standard greeting. L- l- let me start over. Yeah, go ahead. Gentlemen and ladies. Bruce is the man. Okay, sorry. I, I um, Humans in the audience. I identify as a basketball. Humans and basketballs. <laughs> I'm a parrot who mimics words but doesn't comprehend them. Humans, basketballs, talking parrots, and, and whatever else is out there. Whatever? It's whoever. Actually, it's whomever. No one likes you, Mary. All right, all right, just just calm down, okay? Not yeah, there you go. policing us. There you go. So that is uh, that is the idiocy that has pervaded our society. That we're taking any of this uh, seriously is is laughable. And what's even worse is that so many people have lost their jobs because they spoke out against it. It's 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 really it really is in a nutshell. It's uh, it's stupid, and that's why we do this. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Who stupid? Kind of a uh, who caught the stupid update? Democrat caucus chair imposes strict identity re- re- requirements for leadership. So Cesar Valentine sent an email to members of the South Carolina Democratic 
LGBTQ caucus just before 2 o'clock the first Saturday in August. Uh, there will be a Zoom meeting on Monday. This is the, this is the thing. <clears throat> Members uh, would have to RSVP to join the meeting. And now uh, Valentine is the uh, first, uh, uh, the black 31-year-old caucus chairman, right? And uh, uh, they would be voting on the by- the caucus bylaws. There would be a special guest, a congressional candidate, and they'd be voting on caucus secretary, treasurer, and four vice chairs, which is why I never, ever, ever, ever will be in politics, ever. <clears throat> Here are, here are some of the, uh, the requirements. One, has to be trans or non-binary. Two, oppose, opposing race to chair, whatever that means. Uh, opposing race to chair, meaning you have to be a different race than the, ch- than the other people there. Uh, I'm serious. Three, opposing gender to the chair. So if the chair is female, uh, then you, can, you, you, you have to be a male or whatever you decide to identify. And you have to be younger than 35. That's what they say. One uh, South Carolina Democrat says the restrictions stink. They have nothing to do with merit. They limit opportunities. They take away the part. They they take the party's obsession with identity politics to a new level. Their uh, efforts to uh, at inclusivity have veered into Orwellian territory in what they are trying to engineer a council without taking individuality or true democracy into account. Yeah, the level of pandering to minority community groups has gotten so extreme that the party seems to be pitting these tiny groups against one another. This is not merely representation of demographic groups. It's an odd game. And this is why we're going to win, because uh, everything that the left is doing is stupid, and the Democrat Party is down with all of it, with all of it. Let's take a break and come back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Carson Show. And this would be the final hour of the Rob Carson Show. The number is 800-922-6680. We have got much on the plate. Uh, the uh, Democrat-run cities descend further into hell, including Chicago in D.C., a 12-year-old boy arrested for uh, carjacking, uh, a fatal overdoses in Minnesota, where I used to live in Minneapolis, uh, are up. 327 percent um the democrat party doesn't care about you or me they don't care that 110,000 people last year died of overdoses 75 percent of them uh because of fentanyl because of uh, synthetic opioids and most of them were young people the largest uh, uh, group of people dying from fentanyl overdose between 18 and 44. But Joe Biden doesn't care. Joe Biden doesn't care. He'd rather go to Maui and walk through the remnants of Pompeii and say, oh, my cat almost died when we had a house fire. It really is uh, remarkable. Oh, and by the way, I want to mention this real quick because we did have a call uh, earlier. I think it was uh, Mike, and he uh, lived on the Hawaiian Islands, and he said that FEMA only gets like 100 dollars a night for hotels. Well, 
in this case, there are a thousand FEMA workers staying at four resorts on uh, uh, the uh, uh, on Maui uh, on the taxpayer dimes. <clears throat> Three of the hotels include the Fairmont. Kalani, Four Seasons, and Grand Wailea Astoria. They boast five-star ratings, have previously accommodated wealthy elites and Hollywood celebrities. The Fairmont Kalani is the only all-suite hotel in the state. 780 rooms, at least 860 feet, uh, square feet, and private balconies. The Four Seasons sits on 15 acres, featuring a white fountain pool and 600 square foot rooms. The Grand Wailea, located on 40 acres in Wailea, has 760 76 rooms, 640 feet. FEMA. FEMA officials. They're per diem, per night. It's not 100-something dollars. It's not 200-something dollars. It's not 300-something dollars. It's not 400-something dollars. It's $531 a night. We're paying FEMA 1,000 people $531 a night. While people in Lahaina live in tents or churches, don't have enough to eat. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is it, bro. I mean, bros and brosesses. <laughs> this is, I mean, honestly. Wow. Of all the things, after the President of the United States arrives two weeks late, says that he he can experience, he knows exactly what's going on with you people who lost your homes and your children and everything, because my cat almost died and my Corvette almost got burned. When Hunter accidentally set fire to our house in Delaware, smoking crack near some uh, classified documents. I think that's what happened. I'm just making that up. Let's go to John in Santa Cruz, the home of our glorious affiliate, KSCO. John, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. No, I think the theme song should be Hawaii Five-0 theme song. You're McGarrett. And book da, 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 da. the crime family. I, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like McGarrett. You know, I really do. <laughs> you can be my Dano. <laughs> you can be my Dano. Did you know? Did you hear like the? the I, I, I'm going to go off and you know you you know who I am. I mean, literally, they told us a plane crash with the Wagner Group on, and Taiwan might get invaded under the new president. You can't make this up. Like, I know. literally, like, I'm waiting on the, um, to talk to you, Rob, and I'm going, wait, 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 did I just hear this, what I just heard? Like, you're like, like literally, in that snapshot right there, that's why you're totally correct. The next president is so important, because he's got to get us out of this. I'm I know. I'm going to Russia coming up. Because I have dear friends that are in Moscow Bible Church. One of our dear friends, his dad designed the nuclear submarines. We've wow. got to end these wars. These, this has to end. This cannot yeah. keep going. Hey, John. Wow. John, did you did you get a chance to see Tucker Carl's uh, uh, interview with uh, Colonel? Mm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, I know. I know you're talking about. But not only that, but remember, what about the guy at Serbia, the leader of Serbia? He goes, "This is all messed up. We well, can't end this, Rob." You, you know, honestly. John, the thing is, the thing is, in in uh, Ukraine, four hundred thousand uh, men—I'll just say men, because ninety-nine point nine percent men—have lost their lives fighting this, and and uh, Ukraine is not winning. Russia is is beating them, and and I, I don't care who you are. Did you, see the new, did you see the new spokesperson for the Ukraine? Was a guy. He's a girl. You can't make this stuff up. Like, are we in a dystopian world? Where I'm going. Yeah. No, yeah. This cannot be. They're worried here in the United States of. We get gender correct uh, people working in the military. I'm like, no, don't we want the most competent people sort yeah. of in our military? Like, yeah. how, where did this go, Rob? I mean, uh, 
I mean, are we in this? I'm literally, we are living in Dr. Strangelove. We are oh, in a oh, yes. Kubrick. Oh, you're right. <laughs> you are. You are exactly right. This this is, and this is why I say um, that uh, <clears throat> we've got to just look at this absurdly. We've got to make fun of these people. We've got to say no to these people because honestly, uh, we are living in an upside down world. They have tried to do this. They they so we don't understand what is real and what is not real. Uh, it is it is a joke, and and I and I think <clears throat> I really do believe that we are going to uh, win this because uh, the the. The, uh, the depth and uh, of, of this idiocy is eventually going to collapse on itself, John. Uh, you know, that's why I played uh, Fraser Crane last hour. That's why I played... Um uh, family Guy, because they got it years ago. They understand how how absurd this is getting, and we really have uh, we've we've just gone over the edge. And I and I really think we we've, we've reached a point where uh, we're just kind of done with it, John. We played nicely with these children, and now it's time for children to get a spanking. But what do you think? They dropped the five the five commandments. They dropped, you know, remember uh, the best line ever is Mel Brooks when he dropped those five commandments in his world. One of them, one of them was, "Thou shalt not have fools before you," and that's what we, that was one of the commandments. And that is where we are. There are the top five commandments from Mel Brooks. And yeah, that's beautiful. Mel would even say because my father was good friends with him. He goes, these guys have literally what you saw in, 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 on Maui was an embarrassment. Yeah. That, he's yeah. comparing, oh, oh, you guys lost everything. There's 800-plus people missing. They're dead. We all know they're dead. Of course. And, and then he's going, and I don't even know who, and I'm, we, I can't, I have no words. You know what I'm saying. You, you come I know, John. Yeah. yeah. John, I got to tell you, you know, yesterday Stop we saw Joe Biden. Oh, thank you, bro. I, I'm going to play Don't Catch the Stupid just for you. You know that song, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to play Don't Catch the Stupid but, just but, for but, you. But, but Be- tell your guy, tell your guy, do, do Hawaii 5 vote. Literally, you playing my Garrett. You know, I'll help shoot it because, you know, I work in the film business. We will <laughs> shoot it with you. And, uh, All right. And, All right, John, I appreciate it. I appreciate the phone call. Yeah, you know, common sense Americans, we're just tired of it. We've we've let the children have their little temper tantrum. We let the children tear down statues. We let the children burn the cities. And and honestly, that's why that song, uh, Don't Bring That to the Small Town, came out. They couldn't, he couldn't do, Jason Aldean couldn't have done that song two years ago. You know why? Because it would have been banned. There, I threw a pin. It was a highlighter. Just threw it. Yeah, it would have been banned. So Jason Aldean comes up with a song about the summer of 2020, three years later, that resonates with people. Try that in a small town. It ain't going to work. Try that in a small town. And we got another guy who's singing about the rich men north of Richmond. He's got another song today. I'll get to that in a second. But honestly, it's time for the adults to take charge. We're done with this nonsense. Absolutely. For those of you who are tuning in for the first time, one of the things that I do, and I, and I work with a, a good man named Jim Gossett, he's a brilliant, brilliant guy. When I worked with Rush Limbaugh, I worked with uh, Paul Shanklin. And uh, Paul's very, very good, good at uh, what he does. You know, you know, he became very famous on the Rush Limbaugh program. I, I started writing for Rush way back, a long time ago, right after, a couple years after Rush started. And, uh, and I worked with Shanklin, and then I wrote a lot of stuff on my own. And I worked with Rush um, uh, to, to use absurdity to... Point out the absurd. That was one of the hallmarks of Russia's show, and that's what my comedy did on his show. And that's what we try to do here. And then, no, no, we don't try. We do it. We do it quite well, actually. 
And this is uh, a song, and it's funny because I was in New Hampshire a couple weeks ago, and Jack Heath, who is the uh, the voice of the Pulse of New Hampshire, great a group of radio stations in, in New Hampshire. It's a lovely state, a free state. Uh, they get it. Um, no income tax. If you're thinking about moving to a state, maybe New Hampshire, but you got to like winter. That said, I played this song for him, and he went, oh, my God, you just encapsulated all of the nonsense that is going on in the country we should be laughing at as we push these people out of power, as the we remove them from office, as we uh, uh, humiliate them and embarrass them for all of the idiocy that they put us through. And so for those who haven't heard this, this is a song Mr. Uh, Mr. Gossett and I came up with two years ago, two years ago, about the idiocy of America right now and how we're going to turn it around. Arizona and Corona All the lies about them they've been telling you How did they win it, the freaking Senate When the votes received were very few Don't catch the stupid, don't buy their BS That climate change is real, inflation's not Don't catch the stupid, don't believe them Because distraction and diversion's all they got We all know that Hurricane Ian was the result of global warming Russian collusion led to confusion It's a lie January 6th is a smokescreen The new Green Deal is a disguise deal Like their mandate forcing you to take vaccine Don't catch the stupid, you just can't do it That in women's sports men should compete Yes, stupid They're teaching sex ed in kindergarten Their destructive policies we must defeat Like what? Like wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Statues have fallen. It's so appalling to ignore Hunter's laptop and his staff. Oh, yeah, there's that. Don't catch the stupid. Reject their nonsense. Don't catch the stupid. Reject their nonsense. Everything is stupid on the left. Oh, we did that two years ago. Two years ago when I said, wait, 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 wait. I can't have an opinion on this stuff. Because it's what? what? Wait, wait, hold on a second. You're saying that my opinion, if, if I say that kids should be in school during COVID, or if I say that masks are as worthless for preventing uh, a virus as wearing a cowboy hat to go, to go scuba diving, which, by the way, I said three years ago, um, you're saying that, uh, <laughs> that, that I can't criticize it? And it's called what? It's called dis, what? disinformation. What the hell is disinformation? All of a sudden, disinformation. Everybody's, you're disinformation. Why am I being blocked on Twitter? Why am I being blocked on YouTube? Why am I being taken down on YouTube for a video I posted by RFK Jr.? Why did I get my Facebook page removed after the 2020 election? Why is my my Twitter feed never growing at all? Why? Why? And I'm going to Google it. Disinformation. Hold on. Let me look up disinformation. Disinformation. I never heard that before. Oh, look. There's a picture of Joseph Stalin. Let me go to this uh, whatever it is. It's not Wikipedia. It says here that Joseph Stalin used the word disinformation in 1923 in his rise to power. And he called it disinformatia because he wanted a Western-sounding word so the censorship of opposing viewpoints of the government wouldn't be as terrifying to the people that it was going to eventually imprison or murder. There you go. That's all you need to know. Yeah, I figured this out a couple years ago. 
And, uh, and, and sooner or later, the left is going to figure this out. They don't really, and many of them already know, they, it's part of their plan. They don't care. But it is. <clears throat> and common sense is beginning to prevail, and people are beginning to see that the, uh, the media and the government complex is not going to be able to tamp down the truth anymore. These four indictments of Donald Trump just in time for the 2024 election, we, we get it. Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, extremely corrupt. The paper trail, the money, it's very obvious to everybody. Joe Biden has dementia. It's very obvious to everybody. And eventually, your, your, your castle of stupid is going to collapse. And that's what it's doing right now. 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. The dog was barking in the background. You may not have heard it, but anyway, I work from home, so occasionally I get interrupted. I was excited because... Uh, I had to go to the door because there's a, I want to mention just real quick, a, a new sponsor of the show and the podcast. It's called Every Plate. And if you've ever used like a HelloFresh, and I have, by the way, and you know, I do all the cooking in my house. And if you don't believe me, look at my Twitter feed last night and my getter and my Instagram, because I made a meal last night. It was pretty amazing. I made a Power Bowl. Not like you think in, in California. It's not like, ooh, dude, power bowls. Light that up, dude. No, no, no. It's like uh, chicken and tomatoes and fresh tomatoes and uh, cilantro and uh, um, chipotle and adobo. That's how I cook. That's how I roll. But every plate, what they do is they give you these meals they deliver to your house. And uh, and right now you can get a $1.49 per meal uh, introductory price. Oh, yeah. Just go to everyplate.com slash podcast and enter the code 49newsmax. It is, it's cheaper than groceries. And I do all the grocery shopping. You've heard me talk about it. Every plate is uh, ridiculous. I was just looking at it. I got, uh, let me see, what I get today? Southwest pork flautas. These are easy to make. Uh, creamy Dijon chicken. These sound fancy, but they're not. Sweet unami beef bowls. Okay, so this is stuff that I normally would not make at home. Because if I wanted to make a Southwest pork flautas, I'd have to go to the store and buy tomatoes and onions and spice blend and pork and uh, Monterey Jack cheese and flour tortillas and garlic and lime and all that. And the problem is when you do that, then you have a bunch of stuff left over. And sometimes you end up throwing the produce and whatnot to, in the garbage. So I go to every plate. And, and I used to be against this because I don't like people telling me how to cook. And I don't like following other people's recipes. But it's the best thing in the world. It is, it is the best thing in the world. Once you get it, it's cheaper than groceries. It is. All in all, considering all the waste. So uh, you'll, you'll get to know more about every plate. I'm going <clears> to <throat> share the video on home, but you get uh, 26 tasty and affordable recipes, 15 or minute or less dinners, and it's better than a restaurant, and it's cheaper than groceries. Get $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast, enter code 49newsmax. And then, uh, like I said, follow me on social media. I will cook these for my family because uh, I ordered them, you see. That's, that's what I do. <clears throat> it's better than eating at a restaurant. It really is. Uh, and trust me, I, you know, I get so tired of going, going to a restaurant paying stupid amounts of money. Do you know what it costs now to take your kids to McDonald's? Family afford a McDonald's. You want to take a guess? If you get a, if you get a value meal or whatever the hell, one, number one, or number three, number five, whatever, about nine bucks, right? Isn't it about nine bucks for a Big Mac, large fry, large beverage? Isn't that about eight or nine bucks, right? I don't, I don't eat McDonald's. I get it for the kids. I do get coffee from iced coffee every morning. But you look at that, that's at 35 bucks at McDonald's for dinner. Don't you think you can do better than that? Even Taco Bell. Taco Bell used to be super cheap, right? No. You, 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 if you want to eat at Taco Bell, it's going to be 9 or 10 bucks. It's going to be as expensive as Chipotle. 
So there you go. Uh, everyplate.com. Just uh, just do that. Go to everyplate.com and uh, slash podcast, singular, intercode 49 Newsmax. Uh, thanks for being a sponsor, guys, because I think it's great. HelloFresh is great. Every plate, the latest version. Uh, it's just, it's amazing. It's it's really, really good. So uh, let's talk a little bit, a little bit about uh, Biden corruption, because a lot of it's being overshadowed by uh, Rudy Giuliani turning himself in Georgia today because of this bogus indictment. Rudy Giuliani says he doesn't even know the other 18 people or 17 people who are being indicted with him. And this is a, this is another dragnet. This is a, an attempt to uh, criminalize the criticism of a an election. It's not, it was never an attempt to overturn an election. Give me a freaking break! It's like saying, "Oh yeah, January 6th was an attempt to overthrow the government without guns and with old people walking between velvet ropes inside the Capitol and not doing any damage while they were inside." Other than that, it was an insurrection. <laughs> it's so stupid. So stupid. We are going to turn this around. The FBI and IRS officials are subpoenaed to testify on political interference in the Hunter Biden tax crimes investigation. Republicans are ramping up the probe after accusing Biden uh, DOJ of stonewalling. Well, of course they have. But this is what they're going to do. Jim Jordan, Jason Smith, four agents have knowledge of an October 7th, 2022 meeting where David Weiss, the top prosecutor in the Hunter case, allegedly said he is not the deciding person on whether charges are filed. Gary Shapley made the bombshell claim, claiming he raised concerns during that meeting and then two weeks later was shut out entirely from working on the case as an act of retribution. So David Weiss is a corrupt uh, uh, Democrat. He's been working with Merrick Garland. This is one of the reasons why this impeachment has to happen now, Kevin McCarthy, because we can bring the DOJ into the impeachment, expose them, and then begin taking down these idiotic indictments as an attempt to throw the 2024 election. Let's take a break. we got audio coming up. And your phone calls 800-922-6680. It's the Rob Carson Show. Odd headlines today. Not surprising. The chief of the Wagner, not Wagner, uh, the attempted coup, I guess, in Russia uh, just a while, two months ago, uh, dies in a plane crash just uh, near near uh, Moscow. Plane just dropped out of the sky with a bunch of his uh, associates. It's weird how that happens, you know. Could have been worse, I guess. Could have been some sort of uh, radioactive material injected into his bloodstream, or he could have slipped on some tea. Which is what uh, Sean Connery said in uh, Hunt for Red October. What a tragedy to slip on some tea. So that's kind of uh, odd there. Here's some good news, though. Are you ready for the good news? And I can uh, I can relate to this because my daughter is the same way and her boyfriend. Reckon number of kids are breaking up with booze. 40% of 18 to 34-year-olds say they don't drink at all. I think that's pretty, uh, I think that's pretty good. Yeah. My my daughter doesn't drink. Um, my son does, um, probably because he's repeating the behavior of me, but not uh, not as bad. But my daughter doesn't. Uh, she just doesn't want, doesn't want anything to do with it. Doesn't want anything to do with uh, social media. Doesn't want to do anything with weed. Uh, she also. Are you ready for this? <clears throat> she doesn't curse. She doesn't curse. She doesn't like using uh, foul language. It's not because we go to church every week, and it's not it's not because I ride tail on this. She just doesn't. I think we have an interesting dynamic with young people in the country. Uh, millennials, 
who are now, uh, some of you approaching middle age, welcome to it, millennials! Um, but I, I remember in 2007, uh, the financial meltdown that took back, Barack Obama took over. Uh, Barack Obama uh, kept the economy growing at about a 1% rate for eight years of his presidency. Uh, basically, Barack Obama had moderate to low economic growth. And the reason being was the uh, the engine that runs our economy did it despite his best efforts to kill it. All right? and And you guys who are now 40 years old... You were 25 then. So you were right out of college. And I remember this. I remember this very well. 20, 2007, 2008. Right out of college. And what did you get? You got a bleep show. That's what greeted you. Because previously, people graduating college making 80 grand. Da, da, da. 2007, 2008 rolls around. And you guys are just like, what the what? And you've managed to succeed. And you've managed to uh, motivate yourself. And, and you've been able to manage. And then came along Gen Z. And Gen Z, three years ago, the federal government decided to screw you and shut down schools and shut down everything and make you wear a mask and all of that and really bleeped you up. So I don't blame Gen Z. I don't blame a lot of millennials for saying screw you to the adults who were supposed to be in charge at the time. Honestly, it's a joke what you've been through. Well, I'm a Gen Xer. When I graduated college, the world was mine. Uh, you know, and, and there wasn't all this political correctness and all of this censorship and all this bull crap. I mean, there was censorship of conservatives, don't get me wrong. There's been an apartheid against conservatives in this country for 35 years. But my generation was able to get out of college, Generation X, the last analog generation, the kick-ass generation. We, we graduated from college. We went to work. We had our kids. We quietly changed the world we brought in social media we we brought in the smartphone we changed everything and we don't get a lot of credit for it because we didn't really want it it's just what we did it's just what we did and uh, and then you know to the uh, younger generations and the adults in charge acted like complete morons so i don't blame you for not drinking I mean, I think maybe you have probably more of an excuse than we do. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Uh, let's go to John in New Hampshire. He's going to be watching the debate tonight. Hi, John. How you doing? Welcome to the show, man. Hi, it's Joan. Joan. Oh, Joan, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Joan. Go That's ahead. Okay. That's okay. All right. Yes, uh, I'm on the Trump train from day one, and I really love him a lot. But I want to find out about Tim Scott. I think he would be a super vice president because he's uh, got a lot of the, the wants that... Uh, Trump has, and I think he will make it down the line when he follows the swamp and gets rid of the swamp with Trump's help. I think he would be good for the next election because Trump will be retiring, and then I think that Scott would take a great entrance into that. Uh, Joan, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 hmm. I, I see some things that he has brought up that he is not down with the America hmm. First agenda. He wasn't a part of the American First agenda. Uh, I, he'd have to be seriously vetted for me to be interested in him. Yeah. I would much rather, I would much rather, and I'm not trying to make this about black guys. Uh, no, no. Uh, but, but, but I'm talking about people who are just great, but, but, but I think Larry Elder. It would be a better choice. Mm-hmm. I, I think also that, uh, that Byron Donalds would be better. 
Yeah. But, you I'm know. I'm good on them. I've been following Tim Scott because I liked his program. And I will yeah. be watching no, the no. debate tonight for that reason, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm waiting for Trump. He's on day one. I'm on his train. And I will never give up on him. He's super. He's going to make America great. Joan, let me ask you this. Um, 70% of Trump voters say they will never leave Donald Trump, even if he's convicted. They will go into the pits of hell for Donald Trump. Are you one of those people? Yes, I am. I even donated to his campaign in the last election. Now, Joan, Joan, you sound like a uh, an active, involved voter. Uh, why? Why, why does why do you have loyalty to Donald Trump? And is it loyalty to Donald Trump, or is it loyalty? He always we need this country needed a a, a businessman, not a politician who only knows yeah. about the swamp. He was from day one with the country, never put down the country, never put down the military, and built up the military, which is what we need. They get a false start all the time, and I think they need that courage to be strong and serve our country. All lovely, lovely. Do such a good job, and they get put down all the time, and I'm sick of it. Me too, me too. Joan, where in New Hampshire do you live, by the way? Pembroke, New Hampshire. But I come lovely. three days a week. I come from Massachusetts to New Hampshire after visiting my brother, who's bedridden. And I listen to your program all the time with my husband, too. And we're both Trump fans, and we'll always will be. Hey, Joan, what's your husband's name, first name? David. Well, tell David I said hi, okay? And great for your daughter curse, for the cursing thing. That's important. Today, everybody's too free with his F words here and there and everywhere. And, I'm, and they need some control, you know. And to do know, that Joe. for themselves, you've got a good daughter doing that. I know. She's got a terrible father as an example, though. <laughs> I know we all. Don't we all? <laughs> all right, Joan. Thanks. Thanks. Thank you, you know, you bet. You bet. This has been a really uh, interesting week for me, and I don't make this too personal, but, you know, my, my son moved out officially uh, last Friday, and I helped him move. And then my daughter started at uh, college this week on Monday. She's going to a uh, wonderful community college to start because we don't want to blow, you know, $50,000 a year to go to a university when she doesn't know what the hell she wants to do with her life and she doesn't want to pay all this money to take an english course yesterday she she has to take an algebra course she's she's gonna be a graphic designer or an artist but you know it's a community college it's a great college i'm glad for her but it's been that you know right now i'm seeing the fruits of raising them you know uh when my kids when my son was born 23 years ago I said, I'm going to be the greatest dad in the history of mankind. And I failed. I mean, I, oh, God, did I fail. Am I a good dad? Oh, hell yes, I'm a good dad. But, um, you know, it's interesting to get to this point where both kids are adult. I'm getting ready to, you know, you're out of the nest. You're on your own. You're on your own. And, and I think I've done a really good job. And um, the one thing, you know, with, with regard to my daughter, and the one, she's a remarkable human being. She doesn't do social media. She doesn't do cursing. She doesn't drink. She doesn't smoke pot. She doesn't go out and party. God, when I was in high school, we went to keggers on Saturday and got so blind stinking drunk and, and get home. And, and I mean, just honestly, really? I, I grew up in the age of porkies, all right? You know, every, you know, Sean Penn and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Everybody got stoned and drunk all the time. Gen Z. They ain't going there. They've seen the folly of this nonsense. They've seen the folly of random hookups with people and drug culture. What has it gotten you? 
Really, what has it gotten you? So I'm really, really lucky. I'll share you one story. When I was when I was a, uh, when my, when I was a younger father and my kids were little, I used to do this thing about cursing, and it was uh, I didn't do a curse jar or anything like that because <laughs> it would have filled up in a week. <clears throat> but I told them, I said, "You are uh, in charge. You are the curse police in our house, and I'm going to give you authority over all adults." Tell, imagine telling that to a three year old. I'm going to give you authority. <laughs> I'm going to give you authority over all adults. If you hear a curse word, you have my permission to tell that person, whether it's me or mom or uncle whoever or whatever, you can say, we don't use that kind of language around here. And it worked. Three years old, I'm looking for my car keys, running all over the place. I don't know where the key car keys are. I go down the basement. I, I'm, I'm yelling in the bedroom. I come to the bottom stairs. Three-year-old son. Stand at the top of the stairs, arms crossed. And he goes, don't say bolt beep, dad. It was beautiful. And so I, I remember I, I, I did my level best to not curse as much. And, and my first challenge was putting together a piece of Ikea furniture and not using any profanity. That was the thing I was going to do. And I was going to prove that I didn't need to curse with this Ikea piece of furniture. It was a, it was a standing uh, uh, cupboard. And it had 300 screws, Right. And I was sweating and going through this mm, Ikea thing, and they don't have any words on it. It's just pictures, and I'm really spatially just messed up. And, and I get to the very last screw, and I go to put it in, and it falls to the floor. And it begins to roll, and I'm like, no! slow motion. It rolls right over the furnace vent and goes right down the furnace vent and I unleashed a cloud of profanity above, I was living in Cincinnati above Cincinnati that they literally for three weeks had to, had to steer aircraft around it when they were approaching Cincinnati they, the pilot would be up, ladies and gentlemen we're approaching Cincinnati, we're going to have to go around this giant cloud of profanity unleashed by a new father who was putting together a piece of Ikea furniture <laughs> We're going to have to turn around here. We don't want to get in that turbulence because kids on the plane will start cursing like a sailor. Thanks for flying, and we're going to land in just a minute. That's the way it was. My daughter never picked up the cursing. My son did. Oh, I want to mention this because I mentioned uh, Gen X because I'm a member of Gen X. <laughs> the last analog generation, the last generation to have skin knees, the last generation to not wear sunscreen, the last generation to not wear bike helmets, the last generation that didn't have a way for mom to get a hold of you while you were outside playing other than, come in! The last generation to have three TV channels, the last generation to, uh, to play outside all day. Fans vote for the most iconic album cover of all time. Now, I think it's kind of cool because, uh, and, and this, I just think it's interesting, the reason why we're talking about it. It's not politics, but I think it's interesting. You go to Walmart now, they've got vinyl. They've got probably a couple hundred records. Some of the classics, Pink, uh, Purple Rain, um, uh, all, the, all the ones that you kind of grew up, if you're a, a boomer or an Xer. Um, and, and some of you guys in, in Millennials and Gen Z, you know album covers because you guys are rediscovering it. But the, the number one album cover, most iconic album cover of all time, let me give you the five, the top five. Are you ready? Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. 
That was with uh, 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 the, the two people on the cover. Uh, Stevie Nicks was on there. Whatever. Anyway, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Land. We know that one. It's uh, it's the compilation photo, the group photo of the Beatles surrounded by all these people. Uh, uh, Aladdin Sane by David Bowie. Never listened. Never into Bowie that much. Sorry, not not into it. Dark Side of the Moon. Pink Floyd. That was the Prism Pyramid. Dark Side of the Moon. And uh, then Nevermind by Nirvana. That was the baby in the water uh, reaching for the dollar bill. What do you suppose the voting said about the number one iconic album cover of all time? Nirvana. It was Nevermind. Nirvana. 1991. Number two, Dark Side of the Moon. Which, by the way, my son listens to all the time. He loves the record. I love it. Aladdin Sane, David Bowie, Sgt. Pepper's Rumors. That's number five. Other ones on the list. Uh, Amy Winehouse's Back to Black. Eh. Uh, Beyonce's I Am. Gorillas Demon Days. No, I'm not familiar with that one. Rolling Stones, Sticky Fingers. <clears throat> Ooh, you should see the Black Crows of Morica. That was really, woo, racy. Early 90s. Led Zeppelin's Houses of the Holy. The Kids Climbing on the Rocks. And uh, Prince's Purple Rain. There you go. And the album is back. Uh, and it, and I'm going to just tell you right now, you're used to listening to your music on a smart speaker. I really do believe vinyl, vinyl is coming back, and sound systems are going to make a comeback too. Because that little smart speaker is not celebrating Nevermind or Pink Floyd. You need some speakers. Trust me on this one. I just did it to my, my truck. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. You know, we have a... Um, Official Trump impersonator on the show. His name is Sean Farish, young guy out of New York. He's living in uh, Nashville now. Sean Farish just posted a video on his Instagram standing next to Donald Trump at the podium. Listen to this. The president. <laughs> the people want to hear it. They want to hear it. We did a fantastic job. And I have to say this. I have to say this. We are going to help you win. In the landslide, let's spend Christmas the after we might have had a bell. Okay, I couldn't hear it very well, but uh, and that was Sean Farish standing in front of Donald Trump. And uh, and doing a Donald Trump impression, I think it's just <laughs> it's spectacular. I got to know Sean um, uh, a f- last couple of years ago. We we did uh, we did a co- let me see if I can find a song from him real quick here. Uh, let's see, uh, we're not going to take it. Yeah, let's see if we got it. Uh, we're not going to take. it. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, uh, Sean did a, uh, a parody for me that we played uh, for a while, and it, it may be apropos to uh, to play it now if I can find it. I, and if I can't, I'll just move on. But. Um, uh, Sean Ferris, Sean Ferris, we're not going to take it. I, uh, I don't have it right in front of me. But Sean is, uh, Sean is absolutely amazing, and, um, and he does uh, a terrific impression of, uh, of Donald Trump. Tonight, of course, we'll find out about Donald Trump. He's going to be uh, doing this interview with, uh, with Tucker Carlson. I'm, I'm just presuming it's taped ahead of time. Maybe already is taped. I'm not sure. Um, it's going to be running on Twitter. I know that the uh, the network's going to be covering, or at least Fox is going to be covering, uh, the debate of the Republican candidates. I'll be covering all of that uh, about tomorrow. Um, so, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, you know, essentially, what, it, what the next, this debate is, is uh, Fox News doing its level best to push the candidates that they want to push. 
That's really what it's all about. That's why Larry Elder isn't on there. Uh, you know, Fox is switching. Fox is changing. Fox was done with. They're done with Donald Trump. They 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 are. They're not on Donald Trump's side. They're not here. They're to help Donald Trump in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Rupert Murdoch is not uh, down with Donald Trump. He's going to do everything he can to see somebody other than Donald Trump as the president. They. They switched to uh, they switched to um, uh, Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis is not uh, performing as well. I think in any other year, Ron DeSantis would be doing better than he is right now. The problem is, he's running against Donald Trump, and and I got to tell you, and, and I'm just going to say this before we go, and I don't want to discourage anybody because if your candidate is somebody other than Donald Trump, that's your business. If you're if you're a Democrat, you're screwed. I'm just going to you know your your candidate's already been chosen. Uh, I don't think he's going to make it. To the 2024 election, but you're, you know, you have no choice. You didn't have any choice the last time, and you didn't have a choice in 2016. So get used to it. So Democrats, sorry, no debate for you, no choice for you. That's just the way it is. But uh, uh, tonight, um, they're competing against a guy who gets 85,000 people in a town of 5,000 people. They're competing with a guy who gets 100-mile caravans outside of Phoenix. You're, they're competing a guy who gets 10,000 boat armadas of, of Trump supporters on, uh, on uh, waterways around the country. It's not a fair fight. So why Asia Hutchinson is doing a Mahjong tournament at a nursing facility in wherever the hell, uh, you know, uh, Donald Trump, the next rally he has will have 100,000 people or 50,000 people. So it's not a fair fight. Uh, but I do think we're looking at weeding out some of the people who shouldn't be there tonight and in the next Fox debate, and then who knows, maybe, maybe Trump will decide to jump in. What I, would, uh, what I would hope to do is that you start thinking about the direction of the party, the direction is the party is moving in Donald Trump's direction, it is already there, the establishment is gone, so maybe you ought to think about saying, eh, maybe we should support Trump. Whatever, we'll see. I'll cover it tomorrow. Let's take a break. This is The Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show, guys. Have a glorious day. And remember, 1,000 FEMA agents are staying in five-star hotels in Maui while you toil. Yeah, awesome. We'll be back tomorrow. God bless you guys. Good is going to win. We will win. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. 